0: Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Posh presents Pictures Power. Wow. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Swinsky. And I'm Bartek. How are you, Bartek? I'm
1: doing pretty well, Ryan. How are you?
0: Uh doing pretty good, considering the world is falling apart.
1: Our world is.
0: The, the, the world is. It's not just our world, Bartek, but this will be one of the last times we record in the oh, same
1: location, Bartek. That's right. This this dimension also has problems. Yeah. This dimension also has problems, yes. The coronavirus. Uh,
0: due to Melbourne sucking, yeah, for- it was like, <laughs> you guys can podcast again in the same room, and then it was like, no, you can't. Instantly. So this will be the last time yeah. for a little bit, and then for the next apparent six weeks, we'll we'll, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll be doing long distance again, so have fun for that listening people but Bartek instead of wallowing in the sadness that is a global pandemic we are here to do our show in which we talk about a movie that's come recommended you recommended the movie for this episode I did I did I did so tell us remind us what the
1: movie you chose was I picked the 2006 film Gribovica. Which has multiple titles. Which does have multiple titles. I think the American one was Land of Our Dreams, after Gribovica. Yeah. And I believe in England it was Esma's Secret. Shh. <laughs> Don't tell anyone Shh. her secret. Uh, so that's from 2006, and where is this movie from again? It is a Bosnian film, although it's a co-production with a bunch of countries. I saw similar... I
0: saw that at the beginning. I was like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of countries involved in this. This yeah. is, This is a conglomerate. I remember
1: there was Austria, but I can't remember the
0: rest. I think Germany was
1: involved, too. Germany, yeah. They've always been close with Austria. Yeah,
0: you say. Uh, So we are covering that movie. So for the point of this discussion, there will be spoilers. So we will reveal her secret. We'll reveal the secret. So if you have not had the chance to watch this film, it is available on YouTube, but you will have to source your own subtitles, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. I think there are two uploads on YouTube and neither have subtitles.
0: Uh, so, let's get into it, Bartek. I, of course, do not have a history with this movie. Most of the foreign films that you pick are uh, obscure ones that you have seen. Like, mm-hmm. even for foreign film picks, they're like, like, oh yeah, we're all lining up to see to see... I'm trying to think of one that <laughs> proves my point. <laughs> I don't know. Wolf Children? I guess the furries know that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, I guess I'm wrong. All the foreign films are the ones that I at least haven't seen. You haven't picked one yeah, that's like, every... oh, oh, The Hunt? Oh, I've seen that.
1: Yeah, well, I've, I've been thinking about that one. Yeah, every second pick I pick is meant to be like a wild card.
0: It's a wild ride. So I haven't seen this movie. I have no attachment to it. I watched it for this, and uh, it was an interesting experience. Bartek, what about your history with this? Why And why did you choose this?
1: So this was one of the films that I watched in a film class in the second year of uni. It was called Cinemas and Cultures, where we watched... Films from, I believe it was French-African films, uh, New Zealand films, Indian films, and a few Slavic films. So this one obviously fell into the Slavic category. What was the
0: French-African
1: film? We actually saw quite a few French-African films. I remember there was one called Keta. So wait, wait, is it a French-African,
0: like... What do you like? Is it a French film and an African film? It's, it's a it's film? an
1: African film, but from like the the parts of Africa that have like French. Okay, yeah, format, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just know a thing that I think of. I'm not going. Oh, you know, I wonder what
1: those French African films are like. Yeah, they're like new. They, wave? they were called francophone films. Ah. Um. Yeah. I we saw a couple. I remember there was one called Keta, which and obviously since the. Subject was called Cinemas and Cultures. It was all about, like... Cinema and culture. Cinemas and Cultures, how the cultures are represented in cinema. And I remember that one was about how in certain... And this Anyone listening, this has nothing to do with Kripovice, um Any... Uh, in this culture, like, every young man has a sort of coming of age where their families... I guess, like, wise spiritual person that every family supposedly has comes to visit them and tells them about, like, life and stuff.
0: And for anyone watching, this still also has nothing to do with the, the film that we're actually
1: discussing. <laughs> it's about the subject, yeah. But for people tasting, it is. yes. Look forward to two, uh, sorry, six weeks from now when I pick Keita. Yeah, there were were a bunch of those kind of films. Uh, And this one was, I I picked this one because I remember at the end of this subject, we had this like online test thing uh, Mm. and we had to pick one of the films that we watched for the subject and each uh, category had like their own essay prompt. And I remember I picked this one for that. Cool. And did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, I remember enjoying it at the time, and I was keen to revisit it, and it was still, you know, a decent little film, I reckon.
0: You, you still enjoyed it on this watch? Yeah. More, less, equal?
1: Maybe equal.
0: You're always that. It's yeah. never like,
1: it really changed on a groundbreaking level. You're always like, I, I, yeah, I liked it still. I'm, I've I've grown up, though. I reread that essay I wrote. It was shit. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I I have reread essays I've written and I'm just like
0: yep, still still reads correct. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I I'll hand it I in again. <laughs> I wasn't wrong in it, but I did was... you get did you get a high distinction for it?
1: I don't know what mark I got for it. No.
0: So I did not do this as a university assignment. I did this for the pod, and I am going to say I did not like this film. Not hated. I just didn't like it. And one of the weird things about it is, I really wish you didn't tell me the other titles to the movie. Yeah. Because there's that one, what was it? Esma's Secret? Yeah. Esma? Or is- Esma. Esma's Secret. That in itself tells me, like, it makes me, th- subconsciously is making me think of what the film is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the film going, oh, this main character has a secret. And that impaired my viewing on Eleven. And this is the important thing. It's not your fault. It's the fault of the naming of the movie in certain locations. See, a title can really be important to a film. Yeah. We haven't talked about how a title has like impaired our viewing of a film. But this one has done that for me. Because I was going into it. not like I didn't look up the plot. I didn't look up anything. I just heard, like, I just remember that title because I made that joke after I was like, shh, and you were like, don't tell anyone, and that got stuck in my brain of that title, and it made me go, oh, so what's this character's big reveal in the movie going to be? And as soon as the movie opened up, there's a scene where her daughter wakes her up and she pins her to the floor, and I immediately went, oh, okay, it's going to be this, this, and this. And although I didn't get the excruciating details of what happened to her correct, of, you know, what she recounts in her story, I did get the details and the beats correct immediately. And the beats of the movie were just watching it play out in 90 minutes when I figured it out in two seconds because of the title. The title ruined that impact because if that title didn't exist and I didn't know about it, and I just heard what the actual title is of, of the of this place. I wouldn't have known that. I would have just been like, okay, this is an interesting character study. Where's this going to go? What's this about? It's like a slice of life thing, or oh, and this and this. And I probably, and I, am not saying I wouldn't have picked up on the obvious, kind of um, PTSD trauma of of her, but I wouldn't have picked up on the exact kind of revelation and not just the revelation but the beats of how that revelation is going to play out because i've watched a lot of movies and i've we've discussed a lot of storytelling mechanics and rhythms and beats and it is just so unfortunate that I did not enjoy this movie because the 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 thrust of it was taken away because of a title.
1: Yeah, I noticed that even when you look up the films, all the synopses pretty much begin with like Esma was raped by Chetniks in the war. So even the it's not really meant to be a mystery. It seems.
0: But in the movie.
1: It, it, it takes... plays
0: out, like, it's not like a Shyamalan twist, like, it's not a big surprise, but in the movie, when you actually watch it, it is a slow unfolding
1: Yeah, it's, right, it's right near the end, like, third or fourth last scene where, like, it's said out loud what happened.
0: And it's not like if I had seen it like you did in uni and then we did it for this, it wouldn't be like that would be... I don't think necessarily a second viewing would have been hampered by me knowing where the plot goes and watching it play out, but for a first time viewing... You just go well. I've predi- like I know how this is going to go, and I know how the story is going to be told, and I'm just watching it for, like, uh, my brain has already formed it in less than a minute, and now I have to pl- watch it play out for ninety minutes, mm. and it's not doing anything that surprised me. It's not doing anything counter to what I hadn't already figured out because of the fucking title. And like what you said, if you do a quick look, it tells you on all these synopses, and it's just. That's unfortunate because it did lessen the impact of the story. And instead, I just got annoyed at characters. I got annoyed at her daughter. But <laughs> I always get annoyed at characters like that in in movies and stories. Maybe because I can't relate to that kind of child. I wasn't that type of child myself. Mm. My sister was more like that type of child. And, and my wife, Rachel, says she was more of that type of child. So maybe maybe that's a... Like, it, that's a personal thing, but these type of bratty, ungrateful children characters, I've always disliked in movies, because <laughs> I can't relate to that. Like, sure, I've been bratty and disrespectful and all of that, sure. I mean, we all have at some point, especially to our parents, but every single action she made in this movie, I just was like, oh, I, f- oh, you fucking- oh, I just got so annoyed at her. mm mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about all that, Bartek?
1: Yeah, so I, obviously I watched the film knowing what it was, and I was getting the impression that, like, it was meant to be, like, an open secret. Like, people, Mm. this film was, you know, it's a Bosnian film. Bosnian people probably know Bosnian history, and they know about, like, systemic rapes that happened during the war and stuff like that. So it was more about, um the fact i guess the fact that if we were looking at the title which the i think it was the british title as a yes. secret it's more that it was a secret to the daughter but not so mm. much to the audience else, really yeah
0: yeah i'm not holding the film accountable no, I, I for this yeah. it is just the unfortunate you know baggage that i carried in with me due to just the british dang it they make everything worse are you that familiar with bosnian history no did this this that, might
1: be the only thing I really know about Bosnia. Did that impact your viewing? Knowing what the secret was? No,
0: no, no. Not knowing Bosnian history or culture.
1: Um, I think just... I think the film sort of gave you enough pieces in a way to kind of understand what was going on. But I think there might be, like, yeah, subconscious stuff going on in my head of, like, I learned some of this uh, historical pretext before watching the film, so I might have had it in my head that this film is all about, like, a look at then-modern-day, uh, Sarah Hever, um, as it has been impacted by the war that happened, like, a dozen years prior.
0: It did, unfortunately, impact my viewing, because I don't know anything about it. I... Don't know their history. I don't know much about their culture, uh, unfortunately. Like, it's not like I've got out of my way and been like, how dare they? They're not going to be learned in my brain. It has just not been something that has been distributed to me. And I don't want to hold the film accountable either because it's obviously not made for us. Mm -hmm. It is made for the people, you know, for them, for this culture. It's, It's an examination and a look into what what has what how that has affected them. And like like we have many Australian movies that that are great movies, but there is a certain level of cultural understanding. Like we understand why movies like The Castle say are funny. Mm. Because we understand little Australianisms and cultural touchstone points and Yeah, we'd have apprehensions kind
1: of towards like which ones we would recommend for overseas listeners or anything like that.
0: That's correct. And we have a few movies, too, that deal with atrocities or bad stuff that has happened in Australia. But more of, like more often than not, those kind of movies have a more obvious story being told that even an international viewer can understand, which was colonialism was bad, mm. is a lot of that for Australia. So, again, that isn't a fault of this film, but... I did feel like I should have done a bit of learning before watching the movie to understand
1: the context of the film. Yeah, when I was st- when I was watching it, I was wondering like, hmm, is it giving enough information for someone that wouldn't know?
0: I think it gave just enough. Like, it scraped through just enough. Mm. But that was because, as a viewer, I knew I was watching this for the podcast and I had to be very analytical in my viewing of it and being very precise in my viewing of it and making sure of noting details and being a keen-eyed watcher of it. So that is a different viewing experience to just a common person. If I was just watching this as it was... you had just casually recommended it
1: to me and and I watched it and and your neutral viewer was like wow me wow
0: me yeah inform me inform me yeah wow me I don't know if it would have crossed that line but for me in this viewing experience of course for the way we watch things for the podcast yeah it did scrape over the line but for a common viewer I don't know Mm. if it would if they don't know the history or the, the context of what has happened in the past I did not necessarily hate the film. I just didn't enjoy it because the beats were already played out. And um, one of the unfortunate things is the copy that you gave me yeah, well, is a low-res copy. And the subtitles were iffy here and there. So
1: Yeah, I noticed. That. I watched the same one. Again,
0: not of the fault of this film, but of the fault of the viewing experience of the movie. If there was an easier way to obtain this film, then... It would be higher praise. But unfortunately, this is also a comment on the film. We commented this on a monthly episode of the televisual event where we talked about Double the Fist, in which one of the unfortunate faults of that show is accessibility to that show. Luckily, that's on YouTube, and that has good quality on YouTube, but if you want physical copies, it's a a harder deal. This film seems to be a little bit hard to attain a copy of if you... Yeah, attain um, a higher quality one. Yeah, higher quality copy to fully appreciate the acting and the direction of the movie. Because there was some yeah. shots so I was like, it's just too low res for me to make out what's happening. Like, at the very beginning, when the daughter and her are wrestling around, I'm like, is this a child, or is this a full-grown adult? Who is, like, I don't know, I can't yeah, tell. Yeah, you did get a full look at her. And I'm watching it on my big TV, so the low-res is really low-res.
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched off my monitor from a distance. Um... Yeah, if it was seven years ago, I would have had access to, like, the university's online thing, because all the films were uploaded onto the, the mm. D2L or whatever they called it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we... Yeah, that's true. But, uh, uh, yeah, it just didn't hit strongly for me. I think the acting, you know, all those... There's a language barrier, of course. I think the acting was very good, though. Mm. I was completely convinced by our lead actress. She really felt like a real person. She looked like a real person... She didn't feel like an actress. Yeah. She felt real. Um, and there were just so many devastating scenes that genuinely do hit. And I, you know, I I was emotionally compelled at several points in the movie, even though they were beats I knew would play out. Uh, the performance at the center of this all is just that good. Mm. What did you think?
1: No, I agree completely. And having watched it again and knowing, you know, everything about who she is and what the, I it was an open secret, basically. We all kind of knew Mm. that something serious had happened. Um, No, it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret to Sarah. Um... Yeah, just, just like, all the little moments of, like, her interactions with men versus her interactions with women, which, like, one is very, like, apprehensive, one's very open and understanding, mm. um, it just all fit into place and it all matched who the character was that I knew.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with the interaction between the men and the women stuff was done particularly well. I do wish, however, that the love interest character, the guy... Yeah. I wish that it felt like there was more of a purpose to him. Yeah,
1: I, one of the things that I... They
0: show his mum, they give you all this stuff, and then he's just kind of... It doesn't feel like it really goes anywhere like it does serve a purpose to the movie but i just don't feel satisfied with it i
1: feel like he was more prevalent when i first watched it yeah it's, it was it was odd watching it again seeing like i thought he was straight up like known boyfriend character but he was kind of another secret of esma's
0: yeah because the daughter's a bitch yeah i wish he kind of served a purpose we've spent so much time with him as well like in retrospect of like things that don't actually matter. Like, we show his mother. That was a nice scene. I enjoyed that. It showed that that he has some humanity to him. He wasn't just a guy using her for whatever purposes,
1: you know, because when you
0: first meet him, you know, you don't know, right? Well,
1: yeah, he's working with, like, the kind of sleazy people.
0: Yeah, and then you have that whole sequence where he's talking about, like, they're talking about, like, oh, we're going to kill this guy, and it's, well, I don't know, that really just felt like we needed a scene. Yeah, And for a movie that's about her, any scenes where it wasn't about her felt perfunctory or felt added on because either we need the time or the filmmakers want to flesh out these other characters, but that's not the point of this story. The point of the story is about her and the daughter. The scenes about those two characters are the ones that matter, and then when you have scenes outside of them uh, revolving around other people, it just feels like
1: time is being filled yeah it's it's kind of an odd mix isn't it because like the whole idea of the film is you're meant to see what life is like mm. based on the war so you have to see more than just the two main characters but the two main characters are the ones that get the most development
0: like i thought it worked well enough when we saw all these other characters in the periphery of our two main characters like the mother like uh, like the mother's friend mm. um And, uh, the, you know, the people at the club, the, the girl who's like, show your tits. And then she puts on a top that barely shows her tits. And it was very confusing. I know it was 2006, but come on. She
1: was showing it to the audience before she put it on. Yeah, yeah. She was washing them. And... you get tips from the viewers. You
0: know, we see that old lady who, you know, our main character talks to at the mall or whatever. I heard the aunt. The aunt. And... You, you you see the people the 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 what is that the counseling
1: group yeah, i don't know exactly like what that is welfare counseling help group kind of thing
0: all of those things worked and i liked uh, the guy i thought he was a charismatic actor even with language barrier but at the end you don't get a satisfying conclusion with him you get a non ending with him and i understand the point of that but A conclusion is very important because it can feel like it can affect the rest of it. And his conclusion affected the rest of his story because it felt like it didn't go anywhere and it just made me go, oh, that was kind of wasteful. Yeah. Because what is actually being said with him as a character, Bart? What's being said?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good point because he's got all these characters that he's associated with that Esma isn't associated with. You get all these scenes with them. And, you know, I, I watched the film, I, I paid attention to it, but when I think back, on, like, oh, there's that scene where he was, like, boxing with someone. There yeah, was, with the bald guy. Yeah. yeah, with the bald guy. There was the scene where, like, he met with a guy that wanted to put, like, a hit out on someone yeah, and they that... were commenting about how, you know, life had changed since the war. People were kinder back then. Um, yeah, he just had all these characters and in the end, the only, like, meaningful arc we really got was his scenes with Esma. So, yeah, and
0: the fact that at the end he beats up that guy in, to protect her yeah. and he stands up for her and he's a good man. But we already knew that from the other scenes, like the scenes with his mother or that scene in the car where they're talking about the war before and he was like, bullshit. We knew he was a good man hmm. for the majority of his story. Like at the intro, you weren't too sure, like when he was chatting her up and wanting to take her out on the city, around the city. But we knew he was a good man. There was no question of that. But at the end, you know, he—it's like, oh, he did the right thing, wasn't he? Always going to do the right thing. Like there was no—it didn't feel like an arc necessarily. It felt like a just an obvious character action. Mm. Didn't feel like he—he he swelled up and and that kind of stuff. But maybe the arc is that they kiss at the
1: end. Oh, they do, yeah. And the
0: daughter sees it, and she's like, mm, "I'm going to pull a gun on my mum."
1: <laughs> Look forward to Griba Vita too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sarah's Revenge.
1: Sarah's re- <laughs> Sarah grows her hair back, the guy comes back. No, she grows a mohawk and she becomes a girl with a
0: dragon tattoo.
1: I, yeah, like I found him charismatic. You know what I would
0: love? Mm-hmm. If this was a series of movies where where this is her story, and then we have a movie that's his story, and then, you know, like they're converging yeah, like things, a- and, that, and there may be like a a trio of movies that are like a romance, like a blossoming romance, but also like trauma-based character dramas. Like the Grabevita
1: stories or something. Wouldn't that be interesting? It would be, yeah. Because
0: I found him compelling. Like, uh, that's what makes it so much of a bummer that his story kind of feels like it goes nowhere and it kind of feels perfunctory in the long run because I found him charismatic. I found him intriguing and interesting and I was compelled that he was a good guy. I don't want to make a criticism in negative way that oh at the end he did a good thing and that's that's a shock i like that he was a good guy i like that the film told us that early on i just wish it mattered in the long run i just don't like if you removed his scenes really there's not much there other than you would miss out on uh, she's having some kind of positive relationship at all outside yeah, with of with a male with a male and that's kind of it uh, like i get that that's important but i he just feels like a tool to use to to necessitate that story a
1: a tool with a lot of potential
0: yeah with a lot of potential i thought you said pretential and i'm like yeah i I was saying potential but then my
1: lips like touched and it sounded like i had an extra letter there potential
0: uh was there any particular scenes that you want to talk about or anything that really struck
1: you on this watch Uh, in terms of striking me, striking, striking, uh, in terms of being strike on me, um... God, get him. (laughs) So, this is obviously a Slavic film, and we're Slavic fellows. Um, Yarb! Yeah. And I've, I've been to Poland, and that's, you know, within the vicinity of, uh, of Bosnia. And we've also experienced war. We have. There's a current, like, COVID thing going on. War Col- against war against COVID number 19.
0: Is that the fault of Polish women? Because if I'm a Polish male, I've got to play in women for something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you are a Polish male. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed it. Um, but what I was, was going to say is, obviously, there is a little bit of, like, overlap with a bunch of Slavic nations. Of and course. even visually, like, I've been to Poland in the winter, this place kind of looked... Eighty percent, kind of like some places in Poland that I've been during winter, like the mm. the winter fashion that they wore, some the like looks of a lot of the characters, mm. uh, and even like the language. I think I caught like every ten words being like, I know what that word means because I know Polish. I was gonna ask you that if if there was some overlap between yeah the, the the language. That's all. That's always the thing when I watch Slavic things. I'm always like, oh, I know that word. It's like,
0: it's like when we watch Lemonade Joe, a great film. I have film, been, yeah. A I have great been, film. And yeah. you will be like, yeah, 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 I kind of get that. Or maybe, and sometimes you're like, oh, the subtitle's like, mm, yeah, that's a way to say that, I guess. Yeah. Or, or you're, even you're like, well, maybe that is
1: a bit different. Like, that sounds somewhat like it, but not actually like it yeah. in Polish. It's always a thing I find really neat when I watch, like, Slavic things. even And Russian's, like, the big one that you hear in entertainment, so I get it sometimes with that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just the fact that I... Kind of had a familiarity with the locations that I was seeing, the types of people I was seeing. I found that was also kind of compelling for me. What
0: do you think the direction of the movie, the way it was shot, and you know the way it was made? Yeah, you know, I think considering the quality we watched, yeah, <laughs> we have to be, we have to
1: be, you know, merciful. I think it would have been better if I was a bit closer to my computer. <laughs> That's your fault. No, no, I, I saw, I saw fine. Um, yeah, I think I think the essay question was actually about, like, shot composition and stuff. I think it was, like... Uh, repre-
0: you should have brought an e- your essay and read an excerpt of it to really highlight how bad it was. It was that would have been fun for me. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's basically... The essay question was, like, about... <laughs> You've told so many embarrassing stories on this podcast, and now you're like, my academic... <laughs> <laughs> thing from like eight nine you're years right ago. the other
1: episode i was talking about how you can't have shame yeah exactly <laughs> uh hypocrite the question was basically about like the representation of like children characters mm. through like shot composition and stuff so i was saying like really obvious things like oh this close-up of sarah was meant to unnerve the audience i think because she's like bold that. well no that was that was before the gun Oh, uh, so,
0: yeah. which she was bold during
1: no, 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 she, she shaved her head after, after she found out gun. S- yes, that, her fa- a... that her father was not a Shaheed. Of course, of course.
0: I liked the way this movie was shot. It was just ma- very matter-of-fact. There was no bizarre editing choices. Everything flowed together. There was no weird music choices. It all... Well, except for the end credits, that was a bit of a weird one. Like, you have like, this very, like... Uh the movie's over, and then, like... Felt like like a I don't r- romantic
1: even... kind of Spanish. Uh,
0: I, yeah, band. I was going to say, like I don't even know how to replicate the noise with my mouth, <laughs> because I only heard it the once, but it was very... I that, feel like you, only need, you need, thing. like, the guitar. It was like a Bollywood
1: ending. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt a bit more Spanish to me but, than Indian. But uh,
0: I thought the film was shot very nicely. The locations, like you said, looked good, and looked interesting, and looked, you know, obviously lived in. Mm. Uh, but, uh, it felt, you know, it felt, you know, like I was there. I bought the environment. Uh, I liked, I liked it. I, um, again, translation thing could be a bit off, but, and language barrier, but there was some acting that was a little bit, I don't know, like the teacher, her teacher.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know. I didn't, again, it's a language barrier, so maybe I'm not getting it, but I I didn't buy him.
1: I did notice that, like, even when he read his, like, poem... In the classroom, like the subtitles were rhyming, so it's like, okay, maybe there's he, a bit of...
0: But he, the way he, his physicality, he was very, like, stiff and awkward, and uh, he was an awkward character, though, in his defense, so... Yeah. He's, maybe, he told him to kiss. Yeah, and maybe that's a valid performance choice, but uh, from my point of view, he seemed a bit off, obviously... Most of the children were fucking terrible. Like her boyfriend character, I didn't think he was very good performance wise. Hmm. The daughter's boyfriend character, I can't even remember his name. The one that gave her a gun. Yeah. Uh, and those school bully girls that like attack her in the toilet or try to tell her off in the toilet. They sucked. Um stuff like that. I didn't really care for the acting from that aunt character either. She felt very much like, I'm here to say
1: things. I definitely have breast cancer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a mother. You're not my you're not my fucking mother.
1: No, I'm Lisa's mom.
0: Oh, uh, God. But it wasn't that bad. But, yeah, I felt like some of that was a little bit like, I don't know... Uh, A scene that I found particularly striking and interesting and it made me go, made me think, made me feel was when uh, she's at the club and she's watching that woman get, like, basically mauled on the dance floor. The one that makes her, like, run away and cry, right? Yes. That was a very impactful scene. It felt very raw and yeah it makes you it makes you in her headspace at that point we haven't been revealed to the open secret but it puts you in that headspace of why she reacts like that because sometimes in these movies when a character reacts negatively to a seemingly innocuous everyday detail like this is a club of course people are going to be kind of like you know raw and sexual yeah but we've been so ingratiated in this character's headspace without it being explicitly said at that point what her headspace is coming from. It felt natural. That's the biggest strength of this movie. Even through the language barrier, it feels very natural. It feels very true
1: and raw. Yeah, and all the natural stuff comes across very like simply.
0: Although I didn't like the daughter character... She did feel natural and real. Like I, I, those people, you know, those kind of children, those kind of people do exist. It's just <laughs> as a viewer, I just don't like watching them. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, like just fucking, ah, oh, yeah, you know, like I hate them. It just because what they serve in a narrative sense is um, instigators of drama all the time. Instigators of drama. Oh, she's gonna do this. That's gonna piss off the mum, and then that's gonna spin off into this. Oh, she's pissed off the mum's friend. That means the mum's gonna. He, you know what I'm talking about? I was waiting yeah. for the end. Oh, she shaved her head. Fuck, what's this going to lead to? But then the movie was like, nah, we're running out of time. We can't do anything with that. Like, we're not going to
1: really have an issue have to, with we that. We have to start production on the guy's film.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would his film be called? Because uh, w- we got the third one, Sarah's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's Revenge. What um? What country was he moving to again? Oh, I can't remember. Was it... I can't remember. Croatia? I
1: can't I c- remember where he was moving to. It's his journey to that country.
0: What was his character's name?
1: I think it began with the S or a T.
0: God, Bartek, how could you not remember his I name? I want to say
1: Samir, but I think that was the guy that gave Star the Gun. Samir.
0: Uh, anything else you want to say about this movie? This is a movie you recommended. Yeah. Any further thoughts or things you want to discuss, like scenes or things
1: that you got from the movie? I think we've hit most of it, I think I had something, but then we talked about the club scene, and I was agreeing with you there. It was going to be something very similar to that, I think maybe even, like, the bus scene earlier mm. on, where, like, she's sitting down, there are children singing, and she's, like, kind of like, oh, this is nice, but then, like, it gets crowded, and she, like, looks right into that guy's chest.
0: Yeah, and you get that POV shot of the guy's chest. It was, that, see... That was a different style of direction compared to the rest of the movie. Like, you didn't get many other shots like, like that. Like first-person shots. Yeah, and and that close-up and that kind of, like, juxtaposition shots. But it worked for the necessity of the scene, and it didn't, like, stand out in a bad way. Mm. Yeah, the film did a good balancing act of just naturalistic, but also, you know, obviously you have to play things up because it's a film. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of much else to say about this movie. It was very straightforward to the point. I think this film out of the ones that you recommended there's been like what two I want to say like two now, maybe three I can't remember of ones that have dealt with like um victims of sexual abuse mm. I know uno was one that we covered that did that yeah this is probably the one that's covered it the best uh, in the most mature fashion the one that I understood the characters choices like in una there were so many choices rooney mara's characters made that i yeah, you, her character made that i was just like i just don't yeah, understand by, other than this needs to happen for the drama by to the, happen. yeah
1: by the end you don't fully understand the character when it feels like you should
0: while in this film like again the daughter's a drama machine but i understand why she's doing these things that i do understand yeah, although this
1: pride about who her father was
0: and she's an angsty teen girl who is getting bullied and she's unsure of herself and she has friends at least she does have friends but yeah and she's rebellious and she's just going through that phase where she doesn't know who she is Uh, yeah yeah she
1: she has scenes where she's like very sweet with the mum but then most of them are yeah see
0: talking talking about it my attitude has improved on it like i don't love the film but like it is that thing of Man, I really wish that I didn't know that title, so that Mm. I could watch it and not construct the movie ahead of the movie. Yeah, I think it's like if I told you beforehand the twists to Unbreakable. If I said to you, "Well, Bartek, Unbreakable's a super like a secret superhero movie, and Sam Jackson's this," then you watch the movie. It's like, oh right, is our plan out, huh? Yeah. As a first time viewing, yeah, it's, that would it's, be disruptive.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because, like, the only information I gave you, and even when I mentioned the synopsis, is like. All things that would be the first things you notice when you look it up, because you know you're an English speaker, so you'd be like, "Oh, this film with this really weird title that you probably can't pronounce just by looking at the first three letters." Yeah, it's called this and this in other countries, and also this is the <laughs> the first line of every synopsis is "She was raped by Chetniks,"
0: which is a weird thing to drop there, but yeah. you know, for I don't know, for considering how the movie plays that, yeah, um, I mean, it's like yeah, we all know the secret twists. To some M Night Shyamalan movies, but it's like they it's... shouldn't put them in the synopsis.
1: Like this is the one where Bruce Willis is this. Yes, I, I think we can all agree that this film is comparable to. And even though I'm saying this long sentence, I'm blanking on the film's title. The one that we did with um the pod people. Uh, Max no. Max
0: Keeble's Big Day Out. No, Big Big day. Move.
1: Big Move. Yeah, yeah. How in how the synopsis?
0: Felt... <laughs> no, how we were told it had <laughs> twists.
1: Yeah, how we were told it had twists, but also in the synopsis, it's like, but then he doesn't move. (laughs) Hijinks, but then that's like in the last fifth of the film.
0: Yeah, very odd. Uh, Are you ready to hear my recommendation? I am. Now, are you sure you're ready? Yes, why am I... Yeah. (laughs) Bartik was, like, rubbing himself on his sides, being like, I'm
1: unsure, I don't know. Yeah, thank you for specifying sides, (laughs) (laughs) because...
0: He was rubbing himself, because he's a Polish male. I'm going to sit down. He's gonna sit down to hear this. You need to sit down, because you're gonna yeah. be shocked
1: by my choice. Yeah, Gnipovita 2. It's time, Bartek. Oh, it's one of them. It's time. <laughs> what do you th- what do you mean by that? I don't know, but there's a lot of films where it's like, oh we're gonna do that one day and it's, it's time for those. It's
0: time for Venom. Oh <laughs> It's time for us to do Tom Hardy's <laughs> Venom, a movie we've both been keen and mortified at seeing one day. Mainly because of a little known artist known as Eminem. That man He
1: performed at the Oscars earlier this year, He's an Oscar long, he's though.
0: an Oscar he's an Oscar nominee, right? He won. He won. Oh that's right, for eight mile, right? Yeah, lose yourself. How come he didn't get it for Emin, uh, you know for, for Eminem? How come he didn't get it for Venom? Well Academy, you know the hacks. Before next week's episode, Bartek, I'm gonna ask this to you now and I want you to give me a different answer next week. What? Movie in a superhero, f- what superhero franchise movie should Eminem do a s- title song for next? Uh, so we already did Venom. Can't mm-hmm. do Venom again. We have got to have another superhero. Who would, who, who, who should he do? I want him to do Spawn. That would be a good one. Eminem doing Spawn. That would be pretty good. I would, I would, he, he would do something with that. I'm sure. Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter? Yes. That superhero movie, The Mad Hatter? Well, because Venom's a villain, right? Oh, of course, of course. So you want uh, Jervis... Tetch, Tetch. was it? Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, that would be great. As played by, and this is tying back to something we said last year, by Bill Murray.
0: (laughs) I would kill for that. (laughs) And directed... By none other than McG from Charlie's Angels fame and Terminator Salvation. That would be a great directing. Yes, choice.
1: And, and to bring it back to the obvious main song done by Eminem.
0: I think Spawn would be a good one, and his song would be like Venom, but it's said with Spawn in the title. Spawn! Spawn! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go Spawn! Spawn! Mad, ha-da! hada. <laughs> So it sounds like a car. <laughs> I remember uh, we're we'll talking about it in the next episode, but Venom is the choice. I'm mortified. I'm excited. Doing I'm the scared. movie, not just the music video, right? <laughs> we wait, 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 wait. There's a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so Venom, that's the movie, so make sure to watch it make uh, sure to before, go get epi- before next episode or you will be missing out on the juicy details. You'll miss out on the context. You need to study Venom before you experience our take on Venom. You need to really feel the Venom in you, you know? You need to go out, find a loser named Venom and let him consume your soul. That's That's what you need to do, listeners. Right? Bartek, pleasure. pleasure thank Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. That's a quote from you now. That's like a catchphrase. You've used that in like 15 episodes. Is
1: that from something? I think it's just
0: you. Oh. I think you have just said it so many times that I've reacted like, oh yeah, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's a Polish Maybe thing. I'm
1: thinking of enthusiasms, enthusiasms. What's that? Isn't that from the Untouchables?
0: I assume so. You studied the untouchables, so you know it in and out.
1: I did not study the untouchables. I think that's a Robert De Niro line.
0: I would assume so. Uh, So, Venom, uh, listening people, you can find us on those social medias of Facebook and Twitter, where we post fun uh, stuff. We ask further questions. We have links to things, joke stuff, a whole array of extra fun stuff and where you can interact with us. We have our email, which is... Spit and polished at gmail.com. So you can email us at that with all of your questions, queries, concerns, that fun stuff. We will still be going ahead with our monthly show later on, down the down the month, of course, yeah, near the, the end. The
1: replacement monthly the show. The replacement monthly yeah.
0: show, the one where we talk about TV show. Uh so stay tuned. <laughs>
1: Oh, tune to the station. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, channel. Sorry, that's station's radio. You're smart boy. Video killed the radio.
0: So, yeah, I have started another podcast. Bartek's smiling because he's like, you have started another podcast, Ryan.
1: I was actually smiling at the the non-joke I made before. But yes, that is true. Bartek's
0: selfish. He was smiling at himself.
1: What a a cheap man. Yeah, I rub myself. So, I have started a
0: podcast with my wife, Rachel, called Yum Yum Podcast, in which we are doing an episode by episode breakdown and rewatch of the television series Star Trek Discovery. Yum Yum, of course, being a famous line of dialogue that was uttered on television in the modern age. In the TV show, Star Trek Discovery, such an iconic line of dialogue. We just had to name our show after it. So we've got a few episodes of that, you know, like a couple of episodes of that up right now. So do feel free to subscribe, follow all that for that podcast. We're new, need the support. If you're into Star Trek or know people who are into Star Trek stuff, spread that around, follow it. It would be very much appreciated. So that's Yum Yum Podcast. Boom.
1: Delicious. Vatic.
0: Venom, Venom, gotta go get em, get em, in my denim, denim.
1: Okay, but next week.